We've been talking about living the blessed life. I mean, coming into Thanksgiving. Recognizing the blessings of the Lord. You know, I, I, see, I see interesting posts on social media. People that, in, in one way or another, don't recognize. You can tell by the way they post. They don't recognize just how blessed they are. I mean, I know we, we all have issues. Look at your neighbor and say, you have issues. <laughs> I looked right at Jesse telling Tyler, you have issues. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> did he say it back? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that to my mother. Everybody, everybody has issues. You know what I'm saying? How many of you, how many of you, um, you know, sometimes have a bad day? I do. I do. And I love you, Don Cochran. I love the fact you're in church today. In second church. You've been, he's, been here, he's been here for first church. The last couple of weeks, I guess you decided to come to Second Church to see everybody else. But, um, you know, he's going through a sickness. A fighting cancer, going through stem cell treatment right now. Very difficult road. Uh, been very difficult. It is difficult. You know, I mean, I... I um, we had opportunity to eat breakfast with them last week with our family and um, now we talked about the difficulty there are moments where, where medication makes you sick and things like that and w- walking through the pain uh, walking through the pain of that but yet if you speak to, to Don I, there's something that resonates and that is that even though I'm going through this circumstance that I, I don't even understand I'm still blessed. And we are still surrounded by the blessing of the Lord working in our life. And I think that when you go through difficult times, and we all do, every one of us have that opportunity to walk through difficult circumstances and things that really don't make sense, to be honest with you. It just doesn't make sense. I don't understand why I'm going through that. We have to be very careful in those moments not to lose focus on our our present state of being blessed in the presence of God. That although perhaps everything may not be going exactly how I want it to go, I will recognize this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord, is what David said. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That I will see the goodness of the Lord. That somehow, in the midst of all of this that I'm going through, and all of these things that I don't understand, somehow in the middle of all of that, I am going to see the goodness of the Lord because the blessing of the Lord is present. There is a present blessing of God working in my life. I will tell you that there are people in our world that have it far worse than any of us. And I know that's not a, that's not a comparison 
that, that we want to make. But I think it does bring us to a reality that sometimes we take for granted the blessing of God around us, especially if we're going through a time of turmoil in our life. It's very easy to forget that even though my life may have this momentary issue, I'm still blessed. You know, I mean, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago about, you know, going to the Philippines and, and, and how it can almost be embarrassing for them, uh, for us, rather. It's a very humiliating in some ways. It makes you very humble in other ways to, to recognize uh, how much we have and how little they have, and yet, and yet they are faithful to God. They are faithful to the kingdom of God. They will, they will come to church in conditions that most of us probably would not come to church in. I mean, seriously. I mean, I think about what they have to go through and sometimes the, the weather that we have to put up with. We've, we've been there when it goes from being extremely hot to a monsoon rain in the middle of an open tabernacle and you just sort of have to roll with it. And they don't even act like it even bothers them. It doesn't bother them. They don't even act like they notice that, that this is going on. And I mean, for us, we would be running around covering our electronics. Say, well, I think we just need to, we need to end this. We need to, we need to, we ought to go home. We can't have church like this. Our air conditioner's not working. <laughs> I mean, we can't have we can't have church. We get very comfortable, don't we? It's very very easy to forget the blessing, and and then then to recognize on top of that blessing is this is this idea of our involvement with the blessing. What does that blessing truly mean in our lives and our engagement? Proverbs six was a key verse for this series. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Literally saying that the people who disengage themselves from the process, the people who disengage themselves from life, that poverty and scarcity will sneak up on you and will rob away from you the blessing that you rightfully should have if you would have just stayed engaged with the process. And it's that engagement with the process I think that we have to notice. Because every one of us have the opportunity in our lives to say, man, I just don't want to deal with this. I just want to fold my hands. I just, want to, I just want to rest from this situation for a while. While yet the word of God is crying out to us that if you want to live the blessed life, stay engaged with the process of blessing going on in your life and you will live a life that is full. It is certainly full of the blessing of God. I mean, think about it for a moment. Thanksgiving is coming. Maybe not all of us, but many of us in this room probably have family members that are boycotting the family event. And they're kind of boycotting it with this idea in mind. Well, I'll just show them. You ain't showing us nothing. I mean, we're over there eating turkey and pink stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like I'm going to pull up to the table and go, well, I guess I won't eat today because Uncle Bill ain't here. Now, Uncle Bill's at home eating tuna fish. 
thinking, well, I guess I showed them. I didn't show up to their event. I guess they're all sitting around. No, we're partying. I mean, we're eating turkey and pink stuff. You know what I'm saying? We're living the blessed life. There's somebody thinks, well, I'll just disengage. And when I disengage, you know, well, we'll just show them. It's, it's doing nothing more. Poor Uncle Bill needs to come on over to the family event. Because there's turkey and pink stuff. You know what I'm saying? There, there's some good stuff going on over here. And if you'll engage yourself with the process, is anybody in the room today or is it just me? If you'll engage yourself with the process, you enjoy the blessing that comes with that engagement. Can somebody understand what I'm saying? You get to enjoy the blessing of that engagement. And the Word of God screams at us that our engagement with the process is what creates in our life this thing called the blessing. Look at Acts chapter 20, verse 35. In everything I did, I showed you by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. People say, well, I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. I want to live this blessed life. I want to, well, you know, how do you get more blessed? This word tells us that the way you get more blessed is to give. I mean, it's like I think about our, our military and those of you that, that served our country. Can think about that for a second. We, you know, we don't typically say that military personnel are employees. We don't typically say that military personnel were hired. Those of you that were hired to work for our company, we don't, country, we don't say that. Those of you that were hired by the military to, to defend our nation, we don't say no. We go back to that word serve. You served our country. You served in our military. Why? Because that word serve connotates the, the essence of what is really taking place, and that is that you were willing to give. Serve means to give. And here, the Apostle Paul is, 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 is speaking, and something very powerful is taking place among them, and he's saying it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Because it is in the act of engagement that you bring the more blessed life into your life. It's when you... Serve, it's when you give yourself to something that is bigger than you are. It's when you engage in a process that is bigger than you are. I thank God for our military personnel who made that decision to say, you know what, I may not single-handedly be able to do this, but if I can link myself up with other men and women who are willing to serve, collectively we can do something about the situation. Collectively we can do something about the direction that this is going. Collectively we can win battles. Collectively we can, we can secure positions. Collectively we can do more together than we can separately, and I will serve along others so that we can accomplish something that we cannot accomplish on our own. See, I can't, I can't minister to all of these young people. I can't do all of, all of these things alone. I look at, you know, the ministry that God has given us here at Triumph, and I recognize that, you know, 
I'm kind of the founding guy. I understand that. I understand there's a lot of, a lot of focus that goes toward the lead pastor, lead pastor of the church. Say, so, wow, look what a great church he built. Look what a great ministry that is. But the reality of it is, if anything happens around here, it's not because of one guy. If anything happens around here, it's because one guy chose to serve alongside other people that chose to serve. And collectively, we can do way more than you could ever do by yourself. See, it takes a... It takes a team, and so there's youth pastors with a heart, and there's children's ministry workers with a heart, and there's young adult pastors with a heart, and there's associate pastors with a heart, and there's people over here with a heart, and there's people over there with a heart. It's music pastors with a heart. It's everybody that's saying, you know what, I just want to serve. I just want to do what I, this is all I, I mean, I may not be able to do much, but if I can fill this slot, and you can fill this one, and you can fill this one, we can conquer territory. We can protect a country. We can do something for the kingdom of God. If we would be willing to give ourselves in Engage with the process and get involved with something that's bigger than, than I am. And see, that's just, this is the essence of, of what the kingdom of God is. This is the essence of what countries who are free, this is the essence of what takes place in those countries. Come on, somebody. It's the essence of what takes place because it's that willingness. I mean, God help us. I will stand here and say I'm very thankful that we have still young men and women who are willing to bust out of the comfort zone of of this easy life and dedicate themselves to serve our country. Choose a more difficult road, but recognizing that I choose this road because I want to serve. And in the kingdom of God, we choose this road Because we want to serve. I choose to give. See, to serve means to give. It is a sacrificial statement demonstrated in the life actions of the one who has committed to serve. And when we learn to engage with others, it is in that realm that we participate with many to accomplish great things. Our lives take on a whole new dimension. When we recognize the power of servitude and servitude from the heart of a giver. And the word of God declares to us that the blessing comes to the giver. That there's something about this divine flow. That as God blesses me and I bless others. And it returns back as worship to God. And God sees that and blesses me again. And I give to others. And it returns back to God as worship. And there's this divine flow that takes place through service. And the most blessed people on the face of the planet have learned this secret. That I'm not blessed to hoard it. But I'm blessed to give it. And when I give it, it's worship to God. And God looks down and says, well, I'm going to bless you some more. And I bless to give. And give goes back to worshiping God. And this is a divine flow that takes place in the lives of those who recognize I am more blessed. I am more blessed because I, I do this. And I will tell you, you know, you can hear all kind of preaching out there. They talk about, well, you're talking about finances. Yeah, there's, that's a part of it. But listen to me real quickly. Some people say, well, you know, give, given, you've given $777.77 within the next 77 minutes, and God will give you a 77 Chevrolet Corvette. 
Y'all have heard that. You know what I'm saying? The next 12 of you, like he didn't, like God doesn't like the number 13 person. Okay, just can I be honest about two seconds here? You know, there is a manipulation in some of that that I don't think is right. But I, I mean, I'm not going to be disparaging, but let, just, just understand me for a second. I've recognized that even given my time, the Bible says that he is the Lord of the harvest. I can't determine what that blessing, that, in that divine flow, I can't determine what that blessing ultimately is. Did you know that, that I have through the years given a lot of personal finance toward youth ministry at this church, a ton. You know, I quit counting years ago. I cannot tell you how much money I have given. Personally. Boy, y'all are real quiet right now. Why, thank you. And I can't tell you that the blessing coming back from God has always been monetarily. Like if you give $100, God will give you 1000 You know what I'm saying? I, but I will tell you this, that just standing in amongst young people that are seeking the face of God, you step back and say, that's all the blessing I need. That's all I need. I'm going to continue to give. I'm going to continue to give because the blessing doesn't always just come back tit for tat. Do you understand that? The blessing sometimes, the, the more blessed life says, I sowed into this and now look at what God is doing with it. And I had the opportunity to engage with that process. And you walk away with this deep-seated satisfaction that only comes by knowing that I have engaged with something that's bigger than me. And I have pooled my resources. Whether it's time, talent, or treasure, I have pooled my resources. All of these blessings that God has given me, I have pooled them together with other believers. And together we have seen God do something that I can't do on my own. I've seen God make a blessing happen. <laughs> Come on. Come on, when kids leave church singing Jesus songs, that ought to turn something over inside of us to say, I want to I keep giving. I want to keep my active engagement and my participation. Why? Because I want to live the blessed life. See, James 2.15, and, and, and I'm, I'm getting close to the end, so you're almost delivered. And we used to sing that. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. The whole the devil had on me. He ain't got no more. I've been delivered. Some of you have been saying, the whole the preacher had on me, he ain't got no more. In about 10 minutes, so James 2. See, i got, I got to show you something here. Suppose a brother or a sister without clothes, listen to this, is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what? Good is it? That's pretty harsh words, right? But now listen to this. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. See, the kingdom of God operates on faith, but it operates in the hearts of those people who are willing to take action. 
Even the Great Commission. Listen to the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Listen real closely to the Great Commission. Here it goes. Go ye therefore, this is King James Version for you. Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Sound to me like there's some action in there. I mean, that's action words. Go, baptize, teach. You know, there's action words, and, and, and the kingdom of God operates from the heart of a group of people who say, you know what? I mean, I just want to engage with this thing, and so I'm willing to go. I just want to engage this thing, so I'm willing to give. I just want to engage in this thing because I'm willing to do these things that, 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 that make the king of, kingdom of God operate in people's lives. I'm willing to do that because I'm willing to serve. James is writing here and he's saying, what good is it to tell this poor, destitute guy right here? What good is it to tell him, be warm and well fed? If you're not willing to say, and oh yeah, I have an extra coat. Do you need a coat? Oh, I don't have a lot in the pantry, but I do have some bread and peanut butter. Would you like a sandwich? You know, what the Word of God's teaching us is if we're going to demonstrate our Christian walk, if we're going to truly be engaged, it's more than just saying it. Something's got to flow out of us. Here's what I've been blessed with. Is there something in my in my whole array of blessings that I can flow back out your direction. And it's more than me just saying, be warm. But how about, would you like to borrow a coat? It's more than me saying, be well fed. But it's me engaging with the process by saying, I have a little bit here. Why don't I let that flow out of me and into you? And when you are fed by that, God is worshipped. So I say to us today that a generous heart is a giving heart. It's the heart that not only says be blessed, it's the heart that becomes a part of the blessing. Y'all see on Facebook we did a food drive. Well, we didn't do a food drive. We got, we got blessed with a food drive that there are two businesses in Glenpool that just, they did research and figured out who could they, if they did a food drive, who could they give this food to? And they found out we had a food bank here at Triumph. And, and so it's Whistler Automotive and uh, State Farm Insurance, uh, Marvin Mann. And the two of them got together and they got these big old honking trucks and they put these tailgates down. And they said, man, if you'll come in, we're just going to fill these trucks up with food and see what happens. That's awesome, isn't it? Well, then um, Marvin's little about seven-year-old boy who goes to Kiefer Public, uh, he decided that he would get all excited about it and take the same idea to his school. So right now, as we speak, Kiefer Public Schools is in a food drive for our food bank by giving by this boy. And, and listen, yeah. And Marvin said, you know what we're going to do out of our company is we're going to sponsor a party for the class that brings the most food. We're going to do that out of our own pocket. We're going to sponsor a party so that we can give your food, your food bank food. Well, then yesterday, because, you know, we got this turkey drive, we, all, we do it every year, and to be honest with you, we didn't even know we were going to be able to do it this year. I mean, finances are tight. And we thought, you know, I mean, 
you know, Karen was like, are we going to do it? We kind of batted it back and forth, and the young people jumped the gun and decided to raise almost $90 for turkeys, and we didn't know we were buying turkeys yet. But, man, the young people got all excited about it, and they brought money for turkeys. And we're like, all right. Then yesterday, somehow or another, in the course of the food drive, they'd said, okay, and this church needs turkeys too. And so yesterday, over $400 cash was raised for turkeys out there at, the, out there at Doc's Food Market. People giving and giving, people giving and giving out of their life. And listen, so, well, I guess we're kind of stuck now. You know, last week they gave coupons out for turkeys, and we usually, last year we gave almost 200 turkeys out to needy families in our community. Our food bank feeds 150 to 180 families a month. Think about this. And we don't, as a church, we don't ask for anything from any of that. You know, we don't, like, we don't force people to go to a church service or anything like that to get food. We just, it's, it's, a, it's a service. We just, this is an outgo. And we invest money every month from the church into a food bank budget. Part of our mission's outreach is to our own community. And we do that every month. We're giving money to keep food on the shelves of that food bank. And we can give food to people on a weekly basis. When I was first involved with the food bank, I directed the food bank for several years. And, um, man, if we had 15 families in a week, we just about had a heart attack. I literally, I mean, 15 families! You know, now they have 15 families that get here like at 1 o'clock just to wait until the doors open. There's a waiting line. You know, and in any, I mean, given week, any 50 families, easy, that's a normal week. So we can say all we want to be, be fed, be fed, be fed, be fed. Or we could put our resources where our mouth is, as James is talking about. James is saying, don't just say be fed, but give them a turkey. I mean, I know you had to read between the lines to find turkey in the text, but it's there. Yeah, and pink stuff, that's right. Give them, give them a turkey and give them the ingredients for pink. I don't know what it is. I, Debbie sent, got me on a, on, a, on a thing to have a recipe for it more than that and so this morning in first church i you know i said you know we got these businesses these businesses in glenpool that upon just on their own without even they contacted us we did not contact them they contacted us and said, hey we're going to do this and you're going to be the ones that receive the benefit okay and then the young people gave more turkeys and and i'm feeling kind of stuck it's about, it's about two grand. It's about two grand to, to buy enough turkeys. We're getting about fifteen. We're getting about fifteen. About fifteen, a dollar fifteen a pound, and so it's going to it's going to be about fifteen dollars a turkey. Unless we want to give them chickens, and we no way we can pull that one off. Like no, that's a turkey. No, that's a chicken. No, it's a turkey. It sure looks like a chicken. No, oh, it's a turkey. Four-pound turkeys. We're giving away four-pound turkeys.
with the youth money and with the money that was collected in the, in the bucket at Country Mart and with what First Church did. We're about $1,300 in to turkeys. And I'm believing the Lord that before this service ends today, we'll have that other $700 to finish the turkeys out. And it's a part of us being blessed. It's a part of us understanding the reciprocal flow of that blessing in our lives to be a part of something that's bigger than we are. I can't feed all of these people. But we can. First Timothy, look at this last verse and I'm closing. First Timothy 6, 17 says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds. Listen, and to be generous and willing to share. The blessing place is the giving place. That's, that's all I've been trying to say. The blessing place is the giving place. It's when you and I are willing, with a generous heart, to do what the Apostle Paul was commanding Timothy to do here, and that is to be generous. Teach the people to be generous. Teach the people to be willing to share of the blessing that has been poured into their life teach the people to pull their resources together and get together for a common good of something that's bigger than you are. It's bigger than you are. It's bigger than any one of us are. But together we can accomplish the impossible. Just you stand with me this morning? I want to stir us. I want to stir us because listen, I'm just like any one of the rest of you in this room. I love to get. I love to get. And I can remember when I was a child immature. Holiday season was all about getting. What am I getting for Christmas? What am I going to get for Christmas? Which one of those presents is mine? And I will be honest with you, we, uh, we had a big family and we did not have big pocketbooks. Usually it was just which one? Which one? Or at best maybe, are there two? Now my mom and dad, bless their heart, they played Santa Claus too. And so we would have a gift from under the tree from mom and dad and then we would wake up Christmas morning and something would be out there that Santa Claus brought I will never forget the feeling of stepping out and seeing that purple western flyer bicycle that may not mean a hill of beans to any of y'all 
But I had three sisters in front of me. And I'd been riding a girl's bike all my life. I mean, thankfully. Well, I won't say that. I'm just going to move on. At least I didn't have to wear their clothes, right? But I, but I had lived my entire bicycle life on a girl's bike. You don't think my friends knew that? So, I mean, nowadays you can't hardly tell the much difference. Back in those days, if it was a boy's bike, it had a what? It had a bar on top. If it was a girl's bike, it didn't have a bar on the top. It just had an open space. Because back in those days, it was more common for a girl to wear a dress than pants. And it was just easier for a girl to get on a girl's bike in a dress. But why in the world was I riding the girl's bike? It was because we were broke. And when I stepped out on that Christmas morning... And sitting in the living room was a purple Western Flyer boy's bike. There's a lot of memories I don't have, but that is a memory that I absolutely do have. I got a boy's bike for Christmas. Brand new. Back in those days, it was all about getting... And then I grew up, and I had children. I don't get much for Christmas anymore. And I don't care. Because as you get older and you have these children, I suddenly am the guy that's at the store buying the Purple Western bike. That all, all of my blessings, is tied not in getting anything materially. All of my blessing is tied in seeing the face of the one who comes out of the room and sees that bike for the first time. And so now, the holiday season is about give, 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 give. Because maturity has taught me that the joy the joy, the true joy in life is not what you get. The true joy in life is what you give. And it's being engaged with the process. It's just like our kids. I mean, the other day Raylene had that throwback whatever mess on Facebook you people sign up for. You know where the picture pops up from like three years ago or five years ago or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And this picture pops up on Facebook of Boston about that tall. And and Dave Holford, who we call G-Paul, sitting in a room on Grandparents Day, probably fourth grade. And I looked at that picture of Boston. I'm telling you this, it just almost a pain of sadness come across your heart when you look at that picture of like little nine-year-old Boston or whatever. And you think, where'd all the time go? Where was I when this day took place? Well, I was busy working at the church probably. Where, how did I miss this? How, how did I miss this moment? You know what I'm saying? Those of you with small children, listen to me. Don't take for granted 
Because the day's going to come, you're going you're gonna to see that kid get in the car and drive to Colorado. You think, where, where did that go? They realize now that the whole joy of the thing is the engagement. The whole joy of it. You live the blessed life when you're engaged with what's happening in that life. That's where the blessing is. That's where the blessing is. And you can engage with one another. You can engage with one another. And we can engage with the kingdom of God. And we can engage with people who are hurting. We can engage with people who have very sad stories to tell. We can engage them and we can walk away from that engagement and say, I'm living the blessed life. Because the blessed life isn't about what I get. The blessed life is about what I give. The blessed life is about what I give. I don't know what other to do. G. Paul has buckets. Here he is. If you're wondering who the man is, this is the man. The man in the picture. Paul told me this morning after first church, he said, I saw that picture yesterday and I thought to myself, oh my goodness. But you know what you have to admit with me, G. Paul Dave Holford, there's a real blessing seeing your face in that picture, isn't it? To say, look, I was there. I was there more than you know, he said. No regrets. Had to take a day off work to do that. No regrets. No regrets because whether or not it's a vacation day or not, who cares? I get to go somewhere and engage with the life. I get to go somewhere and be a part of something that's bigger than I am. Praise God. I'm praying and believing for $700 in these buckets. Because that's what we need to round it out. But before we do that, I'm going to pray. Because I want you to be blessed. And I want what I have said today to grasp something deep with inside your heart. Would you pray with me? Father, I am declaring right now in Jesus' name your blessing over every life and over every circumstance. I'm asking you by the mighty power of the Holy Spirit to work miracles in people's lives. I pray that we would recognize the blessing. And those of us that are hurting, I pray that they would be recipients of the blessing from someone else. That there would be a, that there would be a divine flow from one to the another until the needs are met, until the life is transformed, until joy strikes upon the face of the heart. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for your strength in our lives, that you would bless us and keep us, that by your presence and by your power we would live to recognize what you are doing. And I thank you for all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said amen. Yeah, we serve a big God. If you would like to contribute to our community, 100% of this offering will go to um, the food bank. So if it's more than 700, we'll just go buy vegetables or something. We'll go buy ingredients for pink stuff. (laughs) Amen. I say a great big God bless you. Would you allow God to work wonders in your life this week? May the blessing of the Lord be completely and powerfully rich in your hearts. God bless you in Jesus' name. They're going to send us out.